Hello everyone, I am Braden Clausen and this is the first ever episode of The Brayman Show. I'm excited to get things kicked off here and uh, The Brayman Show is just going to be like a fun show, you know. Uh, I'll bring guests on the show, we'll talk about whatever, we'll talk about sports, we'll talk about music, um, anything we really want. And uh, on the first ever episode, I have a very special guest, Colin Chartier, here with me today. Colin, how are you doing? Hello, Braden. I'm doing very well. I am honored and pleased to be the first ever guest on the Brayman Show. How are you doing today? I'm glad to have you, and I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm uh, I'm very excited for this as well. And uh, why don't we kick things off with uh, what's going on in the MLB right now? I know uh, we're both uh, MLB fans, and uh, especially you. I know you l- love your baseball, so why don't you tell us uh, what's been going on in the MLB? Sure, there's been actually so many things that have been going on in the MLB and we can kick things off with what happened the other day between the San Diego Padres and the St. Louis Cardinals. Manny Machado slides halfway to second and (laughs) takes out Tommy Edmond. What did you think of that slide? Man, I'm happy you sent that to me. I couldn't believe it. Like, I just don't know what his thought process was. Like, he decided to slide, like... Where he was, he was midway to the base. Like, he was nowhere near the base, and he decided to slide and took him out. Like, what do you think of that? <laughs> so I think it's, an, it's a crazy play. It's really controversial. And I'm just glad Tommy Edmond didn't get hurt. I think Machado was trying to break up the double play, and he did. But that was pretty dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I know, it looked like he was trying to get out of the way, but it also, yeah, like you said, it's controversial just because... It could have hurt somebody. It hurt the second baseman. So, Yeah, Manny Machado is always getting himself into these type of controversial plays. If you remember a few years ago, in the playoffs in the World Series, he stepped on Jesus Aguilar's ankle. <laughs> and then about three years ago, he tried to throw the bat at the pitcher, but instead the bat went towards third base and he got a suspension for that. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, did you happen to see what happened with Yermin Mercedes the other day? I think it's uh, a move of disrespect a little bit. Um, it's kind of like slam dunking when you're up by 20 points in the NBA. Uh, you don't really. It's not really necessary. It's kind of like uh, Ovechkin celebrating, uh, like like a maniac scoring an empty net goal. It's kind of like that. So uh, that's my take on it. Yeah, that's a really interesting take on that. And I wanted to share uh, Lance Lynn's take on it. He is a teammate with German Mercedes on the White Sox. So Lance Lynn said that whenever there is a position player pitching, that all unwritten rules should be canceled. And he said that it is okay to swing on a 3-0 count. And then the manager, Tony La Russa, he replied, Lance Lynn has a locker, and I have an office, and I disagree. <laughs> Holy, seems like there's a lot of drama in the MLB. There is. That's been a big, big story the past couple days, but I think it's time that we move on from that story. This happened about two or three days ago. Wow. Um, Anything else big that's happened in the MLB recently? 
Yeah, so there's been a lot of talk actually about offense being down this year. And not only this year, but in years past. So just to give some context a little bit, the average batting average in the MLB this year is 236. Wow. And 15 years ago, it was actually 264. So the batting average has gone down 15 years in a row. And the strikeouts have gone up at least 10 years in a row every single season. Wow. So is that because the pitchers are getting better or is it because of the baseballs being changed or is it just because the pitches are getting faster? Like what's happening, do you think? It's a combination of all of those. And it's also because it's the approach that the batters are taking. So a lot of batters are going up there and they want to hit homers. So they don't care if they strike out. They just want to hit homers, and they know that in arbitration, players get paid for homers, and the analytics teams are not valuing singles as much anymore. Right, that makes sense for sure. Yeah, so what I wanted to ask you, Brayden, is how do you think we can bring batting average up again and make baseball more enjoyable because there are a lot of people on social media that think that the homers and strikeouts and walks they're getting a bit boring and there's not as many balls in play anymore that's true um to be honest i'm not really sure how that could be fixed um i i would have to think about it for a while but what do you think would uh would be a good fix for that so i don't have too too many answers myself but one Thing that I think would help would be banning the shift so oh, yes. all these left-handed batters are hitting these line drives and these ground balls hard into the right side of the field and they're getting thrown out yeah that's true I, I think that's a good start and uh, I mean this is a little bit of a different rule but what do you think of the runner on second base in the extra innings rule so I hate the runner on second base in extra innings It's not real baseball. That's something that you do when you're drinking beer in your cousin's softball league. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, it makes for shorter games. It's bad for BTS, which we will get into BTS a little bit later. Um, And yeah, it's just even the seven inning double headers are also not good. I don't like it. No, I don't either. And... You know who else doesn't like the seven-inning doubleheaders? Who? Madison Bumgarner. Oh, yeah. So, there have been five no-hitters in the MLB this year, and six if you count Madison Bumgarner's game that he pitched against Atlanta. Right, which was a seven-game inning. Yeah, and how many hits did Madison Bumgarner give up to the Braves? Uh, how many? Zero. Oh. <laughs> but it was not counted as a no-hitter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just because it was a seven-inning game, it it didn't count as a no-hitter, but it should have. Like, Guaranteed, if he would have went two more innings, he probably would have got it. I think so, too. And it wasn't Madison Bumgarner's fault that the game was only seven innings. That was, let's blame Commissioner Rob Manfred. I agree. Absolutely. Um, Moving on to some injuries, Um, there's been a lot recently, especially a huge name. Uh, Why don't you walk us through it? 
So Mike Trout just injured his calf and he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. The best player in the game. How that's, crazy is that? That's going to hurt the Angels, man, for sure. I mean, Otani, he, isn't he tied for uh, homers, best homers in the league right now? He has the most homers in the league and oh, the wow. best ERA in the league. So, I mean, hopefully he can carry them. But, uh, yeah, that definitely hurts for the Angels to lose Trout for, uh, uh, yeah, almost two months. I agree with you. And if you were to make some MVP picks right now for the American League, do you think Shohei Otani is a good candidate to win? I absolutely think so. I think he's uh, very worth it. And uh, this kid is the real deal. Everybody loves Shohei Otani, and he is pitching and batting tonight. Wow. And there's even been so many other injuries in the league lately. Why don't you tell us a few more of those big-name players with injuries? Uh, another one that I know of is uh, Tatis Jr. Um, I don't know exactly what he injured, but I, I know that hurts for the Padres because he's their best player. And, uh, I mean, that contract isn't looking so good if, uh, if he's not going to be playing and if he's not going to be living up to that contract. you got to stay on the field to make that contract look good. So, yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr. actually tested positive for COVID. Oh, that's why he's on the injured list? Yes. Okay. And hopefully he's back really, really soon. And Christian Yelich just came back tonight. He's missed most of the season. Wow, yeah, he's uh, actually one of my favorite players. And uh, that also sucks for the Brewers because, uh, you know, he's, he's one of their best hitters. Yeah, it for sure does. And there's even been some freak weird injuries that are worth to talk about on the podcast from not so big name players, but just the way that they got their injuries. Super funny. <laughs> what were they? So Atlanta Braves pitcher Huskar Inoa, he actually has two homers this year. He's one of the best hitting pitchers in the league. And he got absolutely shelled the other day. And after he got pulled from the game, he took his hand and he hit the bench. And now he has a hairline fracture in his pinky. Oh, wow. That's pretty funny. I've, I've seen like TSN top 10s where there's injuries during celebrations. I think there was one in the MOB where he went to jump on home plate. I forget who it was. He jumped on home plate and he sprained his, uh, I think it was a bigger player, a power hitter. Yeah, so... Cody Bellinger hurt his shoulder in a celebration. And if you think nine or ten years ago, Kendry's Morales hit a walk-off homer and he slid at home plate and he tore something in his knee. Ooh, wow. It's insane. And I also wanted to mention uh, Jesus Luzardo, who is a relief pitcher for Oakland. He hurt his hand because after he rage quit, on a video game, he slammed the desk, and he's been out for five weeks now. <laughs> so he's out because he played a video game, and he's mad at a video game. Yes. <laughs> I wonder what video game that is. Do you ever rage quit a video game and you hurt yourself? Have you ever done that, Braden? I have not. I know uh, raging can be quite common when it comes to video games, but I have ne I've not uh, ever broken... A controller or hurt myself so I'm, I'm proud to say that <laughs> don't be like Jesus Luzardo I will not uh, definitely don't be like that guy <laughs> <laughs> were there any other uh, injuries or big news in the MLB you wanted to cover 
So yeah, there's been some big news around one of the most fun players to watch this year. His name is Nicholas Castellanos. Ooh. So, Braden, what did you think of Nicholas Castellanos bringing the fan onto the field for the post-game interview? That was awesome. Uh, it's kind of cool how the fan talked to him before the pitch, and then he uh, hit a home run the next pitch. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said. Uh, what did he say? So, what the fan told Nicholas Castellanos was pretend that Rob Manfred's face is on the baseball. Oh, yeah. And then Castellanos hit a home run on the very next pitch. That's amazing. Like, and, and the fact that he brought him on the, they brought him on the broadcast after in the interview, I, I love it. I, I'm all for it. That was such fun to witness. And I think Castellanos didn't speak because he didn't want to get fined. He's already been suspended once this year, so he may not be on Commissioner Rob Manfred's best terms. That's true. That's why he didn't say anything in that interview. He just gave the mic straight to the fan. <laughs> yeah. And then and then uh, the people on the broadcast were like, be careful, you're on live TV here. <laughs> exactly. And Nick Castellanos actually made the news in a different way yesterday. So he was getting heckled from the fans in the outfield. So Nicholas Castellanos is an outfielder. And one fan yelled out, put your left arm up for ass and put your right arm out for titties. <laughs> and what did you think Castellanos did? What did he do? He put both of his <laughs> arms out for both of them. <laughs> wow, he's, uh, he really likes to interact with the fans, that guy. He does, and it's wonderful for the game of baseball. We need more players to show off their personalities. We do. do you, did you hear what the fans were chanting to uh, Jose Altuve for his game back against, I think it was the Yankees? The <laughs> no, why don't you tell the listeners of this podcast what the fans were yelling at Altuve. Basically, it was a huge F-bomb towards F, uh, to uh, Jose Altuve's name over and over as he came to the plate, and it was so funny. <laughs> the whole crowd was chanting it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that guy must be hated. He is hated. I wonder why. Does garbage cans ring a bell? <laughs> garbage cans, buzzers, the tattoo on his chest that everyone was wondering about yeah that he posted on instagram but he had to hide for the game i wonder why <laughs> hmm maybe those astros aren't so truthful after all that's true but i checked yesterday and their astros are doing so good this year like they're on like a six or seven game win streak and like they're doing well yeah so the astros have had a few young pitchers come up and their batting is just as good as it, as it's always been. They're right. not missing George Springer, are they? No, and he's been injured a lot this year, so he hasn't been playing for the Jays a whole lot. Right. Yeah, the Astros, they're just dominating. Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, Jordan Alvarez. Man, What's going a... on? <laughs> it's a good team. Um, was there anything else that you had for the MLB? Oh, actually, I had one thing. How about this is a, this is a, a very worthy topic here. 
Cincinnati Reds' Jesse Winker. What are your thoughts on this guy? I think that Jesse Winker is an amazing player. So, I wasn't expecting his breakout type of season. I wasn't either. So, earlier this year in Beat the Streak, what happened with Jesse Winker? Um, He went on a very quite long hitting streak. He did. And someone took him at least 10 days in a row. That's right. <laughs> I got to say that 0 for 6 hurt, but I enjoyed taking Jesse Winker after he already got a hit. What did you think of that day? Um, I, I, I'm not too sure, but I think that he's a great, like, I didn't honestly actually know about this guy until this year. I'm assuming because he didn't have a very... How how many years has he been in the league? So he's only been in the league three or four seasons, and he's been average until this year. Okay, so then this year he's having a breakout year, which is when I finally got to know the name. And every time I've taken him in BTS, he's come through, and he's just good. <laughs> I think Jesse Winker is going to make the All-Star team this year in the first ballot. I could absolutely agree with you on that, but why don't we shift over to the topic of MLB Beat the Streak. What do you think? Beat the Streak is my favorite contest. I absolutely love it. I would say it. Would you say I'm addicted to Beat the Streak? I would say you're very much so addicted to Beat the Streak. (laughs) I absolutely love it. So right now I'm actually on a streak of zero because Tim Anderson went over five for me today. Didn't you take Tim Anderson yesterday, Brayden? I did. So let's give a quick rundown to the fans who may not know about BTS. Beat, uh, beat the streak. Uh, BTS is short for beat the streak. So if you ever hear BTS, that's what we're referencing to. But BTS is a contest in the MLB where you need to pick a batter or batters you can double down you can pick two a day if you want but they both have to get a hit um the players you pick must get a hit and you need a streak of what is it 56 so you need a streak of 57 in order to win 5.6 million us dollars right so there's a prize pool of 5.6 million dollars and you have to beat the streak of 56 which was uh made by so this the Hitting streak was made by Joe DiMaggio. Right, yeah. And so this has been running for how long, this contest? So this contest actually started in 2001. So I was two and a half years old when <laughs> the contest first launched. And when did you start playing? I actually started playing in 2011. So that would mean that I was 12 and a half years old. I honestly wish I started sooner yeah when did you start Braden? i started in 2015 which was my best year i had a streak of 20 um and i actually didn't even know much about players in baseball at that time and that was actually my best year so that's kind of funny but um so i've been playing since 2015 but there was two years where bts didn't happen was it 2018 and 2019 or 2019 2020 so beat the streak happened in every year since 2001 except for last year in 2020 so the bts creators they blamed the covid pandemic 
Right. And everybody blames the COVID pandemic for everything. <laughs> it's true. So do you have any advice for someone who first starts out playing Beat the Streak and doesn't know what they're doing? Uh, first of all, I recommend that everyone plays it because it only takes 30 seconds of your time to make a pick. Um, it can take more if you want to do more research, like call in here, which works out in some cases. But it is an extremely hard game. Uh, I could say this has been one of the toughest years. I've been at zero more than ever. My uh, picking percentage is only 500%, which usually I can get like 65, like 650%. Um, so it hasn't been good this year, but it's an extremely hard game, but it's worth it. You have nothing to lose. It's free to play. And you could win up to $5.6 million. Actually, that is the prize you can win up to. You win that amount. And uh, I think it's a great game. But for advice, um, I'd say to start off, you could do what I did and pick the stars, pick the best players, pick the, mo the, the it, it'll give you tabs. So one tab will say, these are the top picks for the day. This is what everyone's been picking, mostly majority. You can just go off of those or you can pick uh, custom filters on your picks. You can basically choose yeah from any team any player but my strategy I can share with everyone just because I want to um, what I do is I usually look at the MLB lineups for the day I'll look at the pitchers and their records and I'll look for a high ERA pitcher usually like maybe around six is a is a good one to pick from and like maybe they're like 0 and 2 0 and 3 so you could tell they've been like struggling this year and I'll look to pick a batter who has the opposite hand on the other team and has a higher batting average. Uh, what, is, what, are you, what are your uh, strategies and your advice for people when playing BTS? So those are some really, really good strategies. I share a lot of the same strategies in terms of looking for a good batter who has an opposite hand matchup against a pitcher who throws with the other hand. Some other factors that I also look into is, is the batter batting near the top of the batting order? Is the ballpark a good enough heading ballpark? And I also try to do my research on pitchers. So if there's a rookie coming out for the first time, I like to look at his minor league stats as well, just to see, is this rookie actually a good pitcher or is he going to be very mediocre? Right. And uh, it's pretty crazy. What what has the highest streak ever been for Beat the Streak? Wasn't it 52 or 51? So the highest streak was 51. 51. And he... What year was that again? 2019 or 2018? I want to say that was either 2017 or 2018. Okay, yeah. And I remember he lost it. He doubled down, which is very risky at that high of a streak. Usually you double down near the start to get yourself you know, into the game, but to double down at 51, that means two of your guys have to get hits. And uh, I remember they were both Blue Jays. Yes. So these two Blue Jays were Kevin Pillar and Ezekiel Carrera. That's right. They were actually facing the Atlanta Braves and Bartolo Colon was pitching. Oh, that, he was still in the league at that time. <laughs> he sure was. And... Kevin Pillar got a hit, but Ezekiel Carrera did not. I mean, at least one of them got a hit, but that's rough. I would, uh, I don't know if I would be able to play BTS after that, after that heartbreaking loss. <laughs> As a consolation prize, Robert Mosley, 
who was the guy who went to 51, he still did win $10,000, but $10,000 is way less than $5.6 million. That's true. So he still got a pretty good prize for that. And I mean, there are prizes for every streak of five. Is that right? Yeah. So there are prizes for every multiple of five. So every time you go to five or if you go to 10 or 15 and so on, you win a prize and you can scratch it off. And Brayden, why don't you tell the listeners of the Brayman podcast about the mulligan on BTS? The mulligan. Uh, well, first off, I'm just going to say some of the prizes uh, consist of MLB.TV subscriptions for like a week. Or you can get um, gift certificates to the like 15% off to the MLB store uh, shop and things like that. Once you get higher streak, you can win money, I think. Um, and uh, what, what did you ask again? Oh, the mulligan. Yeah, the mulligan. So the mulligan, you get to claim it once a year. Um, basically, the mulligan is a second chance. And it only works when you're in the streak of between 10 and 15. So if you claim this mulligan before, like when the season starts um, and you're at a streak, if you get to 10, between 10 and 15 and your guy does not get a hit, let's say you're at uh, 11 and you pick Mike, or, uh, Mike Trout and he doesn't get a hit, you stay at 11. But you only get the one and then you don't get another one for the rest of the year. And it's only from 10 to 15. But... Um, I know, I think you have done it before. Usually I claim it right at the beginning of the season, but some people um, wait to claim it and they'll claim it later in the season so that they can save it. Is that uh, what you do? Yeah, so I usually don't claim it at the beginning of the season because I want to use it around either halfway through the season or in the second half of the year. So... Back in April, I started off hot in Be The Streak, and I actually went to 11, and I did not claim my mulligan, and Francisco Lindor, the $300 million man with the New York Mets, broke my streak. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, Lindor's been really struggling, struggling lately. What do you think of his New York Mets debut? Um, I definitely like him on that team. Uh, it's a definitely a change. I just think that like everyone who's been getting these big contracts, um, haven't really been living up to it. If you would say, I would definitely have to agree with you on that. Talking about big contracts, the Los Angeles Angels just released Albert Pujols. That's who right. Was on a ten-year contract in the final year of his contract. Wow. That's and, pretty crazy. Yeah, so he just got signed by the LA Dodgers. That's right. And their pitching bullpen is just like light. I've never seen one like this. Have you seen one like this? No. Their rotation and their bullpen and their lineup is stacked, but they're dealing with the injury bug lately. Oh, yes. Corey Seager's out for a couple months, and Bellinger's been hurt for at least six weeks now well they have enough depth to uh you know work it out but yeah they have a really good team and uh they can make definitely make a deep run this year i think i think so too and albert pujols in his first game as a dodger he got an rbi single against madison bumgarner wow 
good against a good pitcher. Yes. He's going to provide a lot of veteran leadership out there in LA. For sure. Uh, I wanted to ask you what has been your biggest streak ever all time in BTS? So my biggest streak ever in BTS was 21. And this was back in 2012. Holy. And it was broken by Starlin Castro. Ooh. What has been your biggest streak? Uh, I was 20 in uh, 2015. I can't remember who broke it. I want to say it was Mookie Betts or or someone like that, but I, I can't remember exactly. But I, I do remember that 2015 was a good year for BTS. <laughs> Every other year I've been at, like, between 15 and 20. I've never been able to beat 20. And this year, my highest streak is 6. So it's been pretty rough. What's been your highest streak this year? My high streak this year has been 11, but you really need to step it up. You don't want six <laughs> to be your season high. <laughs> I know. I, I definitely don't want it to be. Um, I was at three yesterday, and Tim Anderson went 0 for 5 to kill my streak. And I know you chose him today, and he also didn't come through. That's correct. So he went 0 for 5 for you yesterday and 0 for 5 for me today. So he's 0 for 10 in two days. He sure is. I think Tim Anderson needs a wake-up call, and he <laughs> needs to go to the gym to do some conditioning. I think so, too. Um, today, I have Buster Posey, and to be honest, I can't remember the other pick right now, but uh, who do you have today? So my other pick is Justin Turner, and he starts at 9 p.m., so it's okay. a late-night game against the Diamondbacks. Nice. Well, hopefully that he comes through, although it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right, because, because they both have to get a hit in order for the streak to continue or to start up but yeah i also wanted to mention really quickly that back in 2018 and in 2019 i went to 20 both years and i lost my streak both years by choosing a player who was the only one on his team without a hit Ooh. so in 2018 this ended up being Eddie Rosario on the Minnesota <laughs> Twins, and in 2019, Nolan Arenado. That's right. That you, that's happened to you a lot um, over the years, is picking a player on the team that is the only person to not get a hit on the box score. <laughs> I don't like that I keep doing that, but a silver lining is that I haven't done this yet this year. That's that's a good start. That's a good uh, good direction for change. <laughs> Do you think I can keep this up? I definitely do think so. Um, I don't know if I've ever done it, but I can imagine that it's a pretty devastating feeling. <laughs> it sure is. And I actually almost took Jared Kellenick the other day, and the Mariners got no hit by Spencer Turnbull. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Um, but was there anything else for BTS that you wanted to uh, talk about, or should we move on to Streak for the Cash? Let's move on to Streak for the Cash. So this is... Also, another game uh, contest that we play, it's hosted by ESPN. It's called ESPN... Well, okay, it used to be ESPN Streak for the Cash. It is now called ESPN Streak. Um, they made some updates over the years, but uh, this game is sort of similar. You're supposed to build a streak, um, but you don't have to get to a certain number. You just have to be the highest streak out of everyone in the world. You have to be the highest streak of the month. So it's a month-to-month -month basis. And uh, you're picking every sport. You're picking 
props that the streak master puts out so it it'll be a full day of props the morning could have usually tennis because tennis is european usually and it starts in the morning for us um and uh, you pick from tennis to to hockey to basketball every sport um march madness is a good time to pick because there's lots of games lots of props there's horse horse riding there's ufc mma which we know is not good to pick um yeah, I'm my highest streak ever was 21, and it was broken by the Pittsburgh Pirates. They beat the Washington Nationals, who I picked the Nationals. And uh, man, I was so mad about that. Uh, what was your highest streak ever? So my highest streak was actually a W17, and I lost it while I was in sociology class. <laughs> so what happened is that the team that I took. They were playing a European basketball game and they were down by six points with one minute left to play. And I was feeling super down. They actually tied the game with two seconds left. The game went to overtime. <laughs> and then the team lost and I lost my W17. Overtime is never good. It pretty much always ends not in your favor. And never pick MMA on a high streak because you'll always lose. It's just a given. And I also wanted to mention the prize for streak. Um, what did it used to be? So back when the game first launched in the early 2010s, the prize was actually $100,000. And there was even a time where it was a million dollars for a few months. Oh. And then it switched over to a hundred grand. And when we first started playing, and for many years, the monthly prize was always $25,000. That's right, that rings a bell. And now... Since COVID hit. They lost their sponsor. So the monthly prize for the highest streak for the month is $3,000. That's rough. I mean... That definitely gives you less motivation to play, but I mean, at least it's something. It's just going from 25,000 when we started to 3,000, that's not very good. And they've made it harder. Like, the props are hard to pick. The props are harder to pick, and I just want the monthly prize to go back up to at least 25,000. I'm not yeah. asking for 100,000 or a million, but let's go back to 25,000. What do you say? I, I couldn't agree more. It gives more people motivation and definitely with the difficulty, I think it's worth it. And uh, But this month has been a tough one for both of us. Um, we were both went on pretty high streaks. We both got to around, uh, we both got blue stars, right? So don't sell me short here, Brayman. You got a blue star, but I got a silver star. Oh, yes, that's right. I, I'm sorry I left that out, but thank you for reminding me. Uh, but... Why don't you walk us through what uh, what happened to our streaks this month? For sure. So we both lost our streaks on NBA basketball. So I went into the day thinking, I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are the worst team in the league. But after reading comments and overthinking and second-guessing my gut feeling, I ended up choosing the Phoenix Suns, who were the road team, against the LA Lakers. 
Anthony Davis had an unbelievable game, <laughs> and I lost my W15. How did you lose your W13, Braden? Well, I wanted to pick Sacramento Kings, but they didn't have De'Aaron Fox, and that really threw me off. I didn't feel comfortable picking that that prop. Sacramento ended up killing the other team. I don't remember who they played, um, but they actually destroyed them. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll feel better picking the Milwaukee Bucks because Giannis was playing, and they were playing a pretty bad team, and they get a, end up blown out. So I lost my streak picking the Bucks, and I haven't picked since because I've just been unmotivated after that loss. How about you? I've also been really unmotivated, and I haven't picked since. I was thinking the Bucks took away your potential future Bucks that you were about to earn. <laughs> That's true. Um, yes, yeah, so it's it's a tough loss, but uh, I'll definitely be playing again next month. Um, if anyone is still confused on how streak for the cash works, basically, yeah, you pick any sport, but you can't pick two games at the same time. So you have to pick, like, let's say a basketball game starts at six, you could pick that game and then you could pick another game once that one ends, but only if it starts after that one ends. And so you keep building your streak like that. And what would you say is like a good streak to like win the month? So a good streak to win the month is around W30. I've noticed in the past few months, back when Street for the Cash was easy, we were seeing W40s regularly, but the Streak Master has made Street for the Cash more challenging with tougher props every day. He has, yeah. 30 is about where you'd want to be to win. I've never been past 21, which is still pretty good. And uh, yeah, it's just they made the Streak Master really toughen things. He, he used to put a lot of props where there'd be a heavy favorite in a matchup but now um there's a lot less of those there's a it's more even games and it's harder to pick it's a lot more 50 50 chances rather than like an 80 20. yeah i've noticed that the only day of the month where the props are easy is the first day of the month so everyone gets a good feeling everyone's pumped up for the new month everyone gets off to a high streak and then as soon as the second or third day hits, here come the tough props and people get L1s. <laughs> That's what we got after NBA. <laughs> the NBA is a very unpredictable sport. Especially when it goes to overtime. Overtime basketball is intense. <laughs> it is. I remember losing many streaks on overtime in basketball. And I need to talk myself out of picking NBA less often i agree um but that's it for streak for the cash our last segment is we're gonna go over a little bit of the nhl playoffs that playoffs are happening right now in 2021 um work located in manitoba so our our hometown team winnipeg jets have their first game tonight against edmonton oilers um so colin i just want to ask you who do you think who is your favorite to win the cup this year in the covid year so my favorite to win the cup is going to be the Colorado Avalanche. I think Nathan McKinnon and Mikko Rantanen, and Kale, along with Kale McCarr, are going to light and it Philip up. Philip Grubauer. Yeah, Philip Grubauer has been a solid tendee between the pipes for the Avs, and I just think they're going to go far this year, and they have a really good shot 
Absolutely. I that that's my pick too. I think that Colorado is just a powerhouse and I think that I think that they're going to win it all. Um I, there's there's many good choices. You could say Vegas or or uh you know Tampa Bay or Boston or those teams, but um my underdog pick would have to be probably Florida. I really like them. I think that they have a lot of good players too and if they can get past Tampa Bay in the first round, I think that they could uh they could definitely go far. Yeah, Florida has been they've been fun to watch honestly. I like their brand of hockey and Carter Verhage has really impressed me this year. He this has. dude came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere and he's playing against his former team in the first round, which has been a very good series, very, very entertaining, lots of fights, lots of speed, lots of physicality, and he's been lighting it up against his old team. Yeah, he has. I'm, I'm thinking the series goes to six or seven games. There is no way that the series is a sweep. Absolutely. Also, I know that the Leafs are always cursed in the playoffs, especially if they play against Boston. But me, I am a Sharks fan. And uh, the reason I'm a Sharks fan is my favorite player is Joe Thornton. He's been a longtime Shark, but he just got uh, signed with the Leafs in the offseason last offseason. And uh, I'd love to see for him to get a cup. So I wouldn't be mad if the Leafs won the cup just for his sake. But uh, I don't think that they'll win at all, but you never know. It's the NHL. Anyone could win. It's like you're reading my mind because my underdog pick to win the Stanley Cup is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ooh. And I hate saying this because I'm a diehard Montreal Canadiens fan, <laughs> but there was some news the other day that Montreal Canadiens head coach Dominic Duchamp has decided to healthy scratch Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Whoa. Cole Caulfield, and Alexander Romanov for the first game. Why? Is this coach high? Is he drunk? <laughs> What's going on? I did not know that, and I'm very shocked. Like, what? Those guys are, like, their best players right now. Like, Yeah, Jesperi Kotkaniemi was unreal in the bubble last year. He played so well against the Penguins. So there wasn't too much of an explanation other than let's go with the Vets. The people who have playoff experience, like wow. Eric Stahl, who struggled in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Maybe it'll work, I'm not sure, but I definitely think that they have to give the young guns a shot. Like, they have to. It's going to be an exciting series between Montreal and Toronto, who haven't met in the playoffs in over 30 years. It's going to be a good series. It's, uh, it's a long-time rivalry, and... Uh, It'll be exciting to watch for sure. I look forward to it, and I'm I'm a bit concerned about Carey Price, who's just coming back from an injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I saw a video today. <laughs> um, did you see it? He was in practice, and he let in a shot in practice, and he went behind, took his stick, and whacked it on the post. He split his stick in half. He was mad in practice. <laughs> I did not see that video, but... I like that he's intense. Maybe this shows that he's actually going to care when games matter most. Yeah, I'm sure he's just hard on himself for letting the goal in. I hope it's not just it's hope it's not because something's hurting him, like injury related, but I, I'm assuming it's because he was mad that he let in the goal. But it was kind of funny to watch. I need to watch that video sometime soon and I'm also happy that Brennan Gallagher's coming back 
for the Canadians. He's been hurt for a while too. He is coming back uh, for sure. So it's going to be an exciting um, playoffs here in 2021. That's going to wrap it up for NHL last segment. Um, before we wrap up the first episode, I want I, I kind of want to start a tradition on this show. And uh, for each guest that comes on, I'm going to ask, what is your song of the day? What's one song that you want everyone to check out? That uh, just one of your favorite songs. What do you, what's your song of the day? So I need to say what my favorite song is. And I'm going to choose Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. Ooh, that's a good song. That's a classic. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that pick. Thank you. I, I've only discovered it recently. Do you have a favorite song too? Uh, I can't choose a favorite song. I have a lot, but I, I mean, some of my favorite artists are like Skillet or um, Nothing More. Those are probably my top two is Skillet and Nothing More. So yeah, definitely check out those bands. Um, it's been a blast talking sports with you, Colin. Uh, thank you for joining me on the show here today. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. We'll have to, we'll have to do it again sometime. We absolutely will. I, I will have you on the show again. Why don't you give everyone your Twitter uh, handle so they can give you a follow? So my twin, my Twitter handle is Chartier Media One, and you can follow me on Twitter for the latest news. I also have a YouTube channel if you want to check it out. My YouTube channel is Chartier Media, so just without the one, and I post videos sometimes i have a lot of good music content as well as sports breakdowns that's awesome so definitely check them out and uh if you want to follow this show it's a brayman show at brayman show you can follow uh, the show on social media i'll be posting uh episodes i don't know how frequently but we'll just go with it and uh yeah thanks again that was episode one thank you for listening mm-hmm.